Okay. Uh, 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 happy, happy holidays. <laughs> it's Merry Christmas or die, damn it. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was more thinking like Christmas was yesterday, so. I mean, I guess you can still have a Merry Christmas. Or you, you have, you may have had a Merry Christmas. Or, I don't know. But now we're on to New Year's, so. Merry New Year's. Merry New Year. Um. So this is still in beta, and I'm Jesse, and I'm a little sick, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. and we're in the same room. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um. So hopefully, I don't get the sick as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I plan to have a big old party on New Year's. Hmm. And by big old party, I mean uh, we're gonna. I'm going to go over to a friend's house and we're going to watch Willow. <laughs> because it's a New Year's appropriate movie or it's New Year's themed or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, much like the New Year. Um, there's uh, Val Kilmer and he's a barbarian. And Val Kilmer always reminds me of the New Year. Because he's um, also a robot like Dick Clark. Yeah. Okay. Although, like, he did get fat. Did you ever see that? Well, I saw uh, I saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where he was already kind of getting fat. Yeah, but then he lost a lot of weight recently. I think so. Hmm. It's kind of an example of a New Year's resolution. I think of <laughs> um, losing all that. Holiday weight, or in his case, the I haven't worked in several years. Weight. Gotcha. I'm, I'm not Iceman anymore. He says. <laughs> I don't know what he says, but you don't know what he says. Yeah, um, you know Willow's got everything. It's got midgets, um, a whole village full of them, and there one's a wizard, and. Uh, there's a lady who turns people into animals, and she's evil, I think. And I think she wants to kill a baby. And that's the movie. So, yeah, it's a very New Year's-related movie, I think. Right. Yeah. Just don't watch that movie called New Year's Eve with Halle Berry in it. That thing's terrible. I went, I went to go watch that movie with friends, and I didn't even know what it was. It was kind of one of those situations where, like, everyone's going somewhere and you just go along with them and then you find out that they're watching this movie and it starts and you're like, oh, God, what have I done? Yeah. Did you stay through the whole thing? Well, only in my phys- only in, in, in body, in spirit, I think I had kind of checked out and was like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, also made by the people who made that Valentine's Day movie right so it was the same thing it's just like here let's get 25 celebrities and pair them all off one by one as the movie goes on yeah and uh, and everyone's going to have a trite predictable sappy story (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so it, it was a prequel to valentine's day then 
<laughs> maybe I don't know exactly how that works. Uh, or was it the like the is it the next year's New Year's following the previous year's Valentine's? Well, it would be that year's New Year's. How does New Year's work? Is this New Year's is this for 2014 or is it for 2015? Is New Year's the first holiday of the year or the last holiday of the year? It's the first, because New Year's Day is the first. Yes, but all the celebration happens up to midnight, not afterwards, right? Because you're watching all that New Year's crap, they drop the ball, all that stuff happens. And, and, then, you you, and then you sing and kiss everybody. Yeah, and but... But I mean, like, 90% of what happens is all, like, building up to that moment. So, to me, a New Year's party is the last one of the year. Well, it kind of overlaps. So it's like, it's like both the first and last thing you do that year is have a New Year's party. Hmm. Anyway, don't watch that movie. It's terrible. Yeah. Any movie with Halle Berry is pretty <laughs> bad, I would say. The X movies are okay. Uh, yeah, but she's like the more she got involved, like the worse it was. <laughs> she's a terrible storm. So the last one, the time forgot. What was that one called? The Land Before Time twenty three. Land Before Time is that what it was called? Yeah, the X Men Land Before Time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, X Men Land Before Time, which LMPH she had plays basically three lines and also died. That was the best one. Yeah, she was in. Okay. Yeah, that was the best one she was in. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't really, uh, excited about that movie, but I, it, I think it was better than, uh, First Class. Yeah. It was a better movie than First Class. If only because it kind of wipes the slate clean of... <laughs> yes. Remember that third horrible movie? No, you don't, because it didn't happen, because time travel. There yeah. you go. Yeah. We Abrams the <laughs> crap out of this series. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's kind of why I'm looking forward to the new Star Wars movie directed by J.J. Abrams. Because you hope that there's also time travel where he undoes the first three movies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we talked about that last podcast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But exactly that. <laughs> or he, you know, goes back in time and just redoes the first three movies mm -hmm. in like he, but he like does it in like thirty minutes, and it's like, oh no, here's what really happened. <laughs> uh huh. And then the rest of the movies, you know. So well, like I said, my prediction was that in the first, within the first five minutes, there's some kind of like transport ship that has every Ewok and every Jar Jar person on it, and it gets destroyed. And I, that's how the movie opens. I think uh, I was totally fine with the Ewoks. I, I, I am too, but they're. I think they're the second most hated race of creatures after uh i don't know like there's a like it's all those toys and costumes and stuff like costumes for dogs and plus stuff right like there's that. also like jar jar themed toys and stuff too no so. there aren't i can't think of a single jar jar themed toy <laughs> wasn't there also like some kind of candy like a jar of jar jars or something no oh uh, yeah the jar jar binks and they're like uh uh jar breakers what mm -hmm. Jar jar breakers. Yeah. <laughs> just little little pellets of candy, little pellets of sugar that just ruin children's mouths. 
Just like cable television. Oh no. That's <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. I'm I'm sick, leave me alone. <laughs> this is gonna be a great episode. Mm. What? <laughs> Seriously, I got hopped up on Sudafed and I'm still like, ugh. But doesn't Sudafed make you drowsy? No, Sudafed's the stuff that they use to make crystal meth. And crystal meth doesn't make you drowsy? I've never had crystal meth. <laughs> You've never had? <laughs> uh, I don't partake. That, like, like Jar Jar Binks, also will ruin your mouth. But it is, uh, no, it's like a, it's, it's a very powerful stimulant. Oh, uh, okay. Methamphetamines, they make you bounce off the walls and stuff. Mm. No, you never saw that, like, uh, that, that video clip from, like, a McDonald's where some woman was, like, banging on the door trying to get her chicken nuggets and come saying she's going to go Super Saiyan and destroy them all if she doesn't get them? I thought she was just an angry fatty. No, I'm pretty sure that was a meth, uh, <laughs> that was meth-induced in- crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Some people, you don't want to get in between them and fried foods. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, speaking of drugs, uh, what have you been playing recently? <laughs> uh, so I've been playing... Uh, I, I started Dragon Age over again, playing like a mage character. And man... Like the whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing. So why not? That, uh, that game is way easier to play after you've played it once. But... <laughs> I think that would be said for a lot of games. Maybe, but uh, the other game I started playing... So I I was trying to find a Terraria space game. Um, I got one called Edge of Space, and we started playing that one a little bit, but it wasn't very good. Um, Well, compared to Terraria, it was not very good. It didn't seem to have, like, as many... The whole, like, biomes thing that Terraria has where you can... I don't know. Well, so Terraria is, like... 2D Minecraft. Yeah, it's like Minecraft. But I don't know. I had stuff that I guess is kind of in Minecraft, but maybe not as as deep in certain areas. Like there's all kinds of little plants that you could harvest, and then you could go plant them. And maybe they've added this crap because I haven't played Minecraft in like 10 years. But there's different kinds of plants you could harvest and get seeds, and then you could go, you know, till a plot of land and plant all the seeds and grow stuff and turn them into food and stuff. But uh, the point the point is, uh, all that kind of stuff just didn't exist in in uh, Edge of Space. It was more just like digging, digging up rock and crafting materials, and that was basically all there was to it. There wasn't a whole lot of other aspects to the game. But we got... Uh, but then I, get, I found uh, Starbound, which... Um, I think was made by the people who made Terraria. And that one is basically Terraria in space where you can, you have like a little planet. It's way smaller than the world that you get when you're in Terraria, but you can explore all that world. And then you have a spaceship that you can go into and you you're on a planet that is in a solar system that may have several planets around it and you can go explore those, but then you can also zoom out to a star map and then there's several more stars with their own solar systems and planets. 
So there's literally like hundreds and thousands of worlds that you can go explore um, because you can unlock new star maps and there's new galaxies that you can even go to. So you can just go, there's crazy amount of like never explore all of it sort of content that exists within that kind of universe. But is it all going to be basically kind of the same <clears throat> well, planet? It's the the planets all have their own like kind of themes. Like there's a forest planet and a snow planet. Okay, um, so you've got indoor and Hoth. Yeah, and there's yeah there's desert planets, and then there's planets that are kind of uninhabitable early on until you can get like life support systems. There's there's like moons that I guess don't have an atmosphere, so you you can only be on them for a few seconds before mm. you run out of air and you have to go back to your ship. Um, there's asteroids, which are the same thing. There's no, there's no atmosphere to them, and it's really cold. And so, you, if you you can get armor that makes it, you know, that keeps you warm, so you don't freeze to death. But then you can only be there as long as you can hold your breath or something before you <laughs> suffocate. And so, but the asteroids have like really, really rich in minerals. So, you know, I, I like I visited an asteroid field and I beam down and I dig, 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 dig. And then right before I suffocate, you know, beam back up and then like, <gasps> beam back down, dig, 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 <laughs> beam back up. <laughs> Can uh, you make like a little dig robot and have the robot dig? No. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. There's also vehicles that you can make and other stuff eventually, but I haven't, I haven't got to all that stuff. We're kind of going a little slow through mm-hmm. it, but um. It's it's interesting. There's a whole bunch of things you can do and see. And the cool thing is, like, the different planets, the different biomes is, you know, you visit this planet, and there's a plant that grows here, and you can, you know, dig it up and take the seeds from it and visit a whole bunch of different worlds and, you know, get seeds and plants and stuff from all the other different planets and different trees and things and mm. basically, like, take them back to some other planet and then ruin that one, like... Taking the bullfrog to Australia kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So you can destroy <laughs> ecosystems. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's something, I guess. So you were saying biomes mm-hmm. earlier. I thought you were saying biomes. Biomes. <laughs> like that's some kind of like a resource you purchase or something? Yeah. You got to get these biomes. <laughs> yes. Well, that game sounds interesting, I guess. But it's all 2D pixel art looking stuff. Yeah, it's 2D platformy kind of stuff. Uh, and there's special events that you can kind of create. Like if you craft certain items and place them down, it'll summon like a boss that you can fight, which also is a lot more interesting to me than, than Minecraft because there's actually like kind of a questing progression system that exists. Mm. Well, you heard about the Telltale story mode for Minecraft edition stuff that they're working on, right? No, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's like, after 10 years, people are finally like, um, I'd like something to do now. But that's, that's how I am. I am super goal-oriented when I'm playing those kinds of games. So I'm playing this game with Robbie, and he is the opposite. Like, I'm like... <laughs> I can't progress ahead of him because he's wants to play it. Also, this is like a Christmas gift for him to play, and I'm just kind of kind of playing with him. And so he gets mad if I'm like do stuff without him or get ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, uh, 
we have this new set of stuff we can craft. We should just make all these things and, and you know, advance the story or whatever, you know. But he's like, no, we have to visit 10 more plants and find new plants and just walk around and look at things. And I'm like, uh, I hate it. I don't want to do this. But he's really interested and excited and likes doing that. So I'll tolerate it. Yeah. Well, I've I've been playing <laughs> I've been playing like an old PlayStation RPG from like 1999. <laughs> uh-huh. Because because I went on a trip where I was on a plane, so I brought my little portable uh, gamepad uh, and I put an in- emulator on it for PlayStation, and then started playing this game called Legend of Dragoon which I think was supposed to be like a first party competitor to like Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy. yeah, because uh, Final Fantasy 7 was really hot yeah and this came out like right after that yeah it was pretty close <laughs> after it and um, man I realized that I so I had played this game back when it was new and uh, I realize now that I'd never gotten past disc two. I, I think what I'd done was played it a lot to get up to disc two, but I remember there's this really hard boss fight, and then it, it took me forever to beat him, and then I got to disc two, and then something happened, and I never played it again. And so... <laughs> Some other game you like <clears throat> better came out? Maybe. Um... So I got to that, like, I had been playing through this game and, like, remembered all these all the stuff about playing the game and, like, how the combat system works. Because it's got, like, kind of Super Mario RPG sort of battle system where you have this, uh, like, a, like Time, instead of... Timed hits, right? Yeah, you have timed hits. And it's it's not just, like, you push a button at the right time for an extra hit. It's, like a little quick time event that you do where it's sort of like a partial rhythm game kind of thing because each of the characters, except for the archer character has uh, these things called additions and they're like little hit combos. So you have to, you can upgrade your hit combos. You can upgrade so much stuff like with different kinds of XP. It's weird. But, uh, so you can upgrade these things like the more you do the successfully complete the combo the more like it'll like get to these different levels and there's like five levels for each combo and some of them will increase in damage and some of them will increase in this other like spirit point thing that that you get which is for your dragoon bar which is kind of like a limit break and so many bars uh man yeah so it's it's yeah, it's kind of an interesting mechanic they've got there, but the translation's real bad. Like it's a it's a really badly poorly localized game to America because uh, like they I I get the feeling there's a bunch of phrases and stuff that just we don't have like a direct thing, or if you translate them without like translating the metaphor, that it doesn't make any sense. Um, like there was this one guy who's a martial artist and like so he punches everything right and he meets his old student and 
there's a, like he's confronting his old student and saying like you know you've lost your way and he says like you you when, <laughs> whenever you use your fists to punch something you have to uh you your your fist will ache and your heart will ache and i'm like what does that mean and so you you have a little boss fight with this guy and after you beat him up the the guy's lying on the ground and he's like slowly dying and he's like thank you master you helped me find my heart with your fist (laughs) (laughs) and now I'm just immediately going to like the Kano fatality like I'll find your heart with my fist (laughs) yeah does he rip it out of his chest and there's so many like dumb translation errors and like weird phrasings and stuff that come up and and it's like so much worse than the this guy are sick like it's just like <laughs> oh my gosh what am i reading i don't and there's these other the, like they tried to make fancy uh like pre-rendered cinematics and stuff as well but all of them have or most of them have voiceover on them and the voiceover is really bad and and it doesn't like this, they they try to convey story through them, but the story doesn't make any sense. And, uh, it's a really rough game, but I'm still playing it because I'm on disc three out of four now, so I feel really invested. And I feel like the transition to disc four is about to come up, but yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of like bad localized and worse voice acting games back then. Yeah, that's I mean, true. wasn't that like kind of the same time as like the Resident Evil? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the master of unlocking. Yeah. Uh, you almost became a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's like one of the reasons I liked that game. Because <laughs> it was, it was like supposed to be a horror game, so it was supposed to be scary, but it was like the right kind of cheese ball that i loved it it was like the evil dead 2 of video games you know <laughs> it's like they're still trying to be scary yeah but it's just not not working you can see they're putting an effort like a real effort in to be a horror video game but it's so like it's just so cheesy and bad that it's really funny it's kind of how i felt about the silent hill games too like which I guess is why I was so disappointed with like Silent Hill 2 cuz that one was just like bad bad and not funny bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, that's what I've been playing. That's the only thing I've been playing. <laughs> it's really weird. You got back home, we had computers and playstations and all those yeah. all those kinds of things and we're like, "Nope, I'm going to stick back to with this little handheld device thing. Yeah, like I've got... Well, I switched over to playing it on my computer, but uh, but I've got... Yeah, so I've got Diablo 3 for the PS4 that I still have only played like an hour of. And I've got... I picked up that Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes thing, and I haven't touched it. I haven't even loaded it on my computer. Okay, seriously, Ground Zeroes? What in the hell stupid title is that? How are there... Mo- like, what's the point... Ground Zeroes? Are you kidding me? Like, how's that even a thing? Isn't the point of Ground Zeroes that that's 
the point that's the origin and then you pluralize it like that's like lone rangers um i haven't played it i don't know okay whatever <laughs> i don't care ground maybe, zeroes is an idiotic title maybe there's a lot of events and this is the epicenter for several events so it's no you have a ground zero right right for one thing right so like you have like a you have like an like a like an outbreak or something and it's like where's ground zero and you know that's the place but if you have like uh so a hurricane and an and a earthquake and uh-huh. a bomb goes off yeah and, and there's going to be a lot of different ground zeros and a for plague all those starts things. and yeah okay there's your ground zeros yeah for those that cumulative number of events no. i don't care <laughs> look it's kojima he's not going to make sense <laughs> he's not going to start doing that now there's a video game there was a what was it the subtitle for one of the Metal Gear Solid 3 releases was like subsist- subsistence or substinence something. <laughs> substinence? I don't know. But then there's then there's Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear Rising Revengeance because it's a combination of revenge and vengeance. Like. <laughs> <laughs> revengeance? And you're, you're going to get revengeance or revengeance. I don't know. Revenge and then sounds even worse. But. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So if you're gonna get hung up on Ground Zeroes, like I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> is it a dumb name? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now what? Because <laughs> it's yeah. But I heard it's fun. I got it for eight bucks. Um. Yeah. So I got that. And then I won a giveaway, and I got a key for uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, the new Dragon Age. So I got that I can play on my computer, because it was an origin key. So now I own two games. Actually, no. Okay, so yeah, I I owned two games on origin. I've paid for neither. And then when I opened Origin to redeem the key for this game, it was they have this thing called um, On the House, and you just—I I guess it's kind of like how PS PlayStation Plus will do the like, here's a game, and if you redeem it in this time period, you can have it in your collection on this account. So uh, they were like, "Do you want SimCity 2000 for free?" So I said, "Yeah, sure." So now I've got three games on Origin, and they have like zero of my money for all of those <laughs> games. <laughs> so nice. Um, yeah, because I actually wasn't going to play Dragon Age Inquisition, but then I got it for free, so I guess I'll play it. But uh, yeah, so I got all those things plus the some other stuff from the holiday Steam sale. But I'm um, I'm playing this like. 15 year old game <laughs> yes i uh yeah i'm going to I have to find something to buy with the holiday seam stale i've got a lot of money there on it, on it now because i discovered that all of those stupid uh inventory item things that you get those little cards that i didn't know what to do with i can sell them for money 
Yeah. And so I put all of them up for sale. And those are like a quarter or so mm-hmm. a piece. But the thing that I sold that actually got me the most money was some hat that I had for Team Fortress 2 for no reason that I sold for $7 because I don't even play that game. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been selling my trading card stuff since I started getting trading cards. Yeah. Because the first thing I did was go to my inventory, and then I noticed that there was a little sell button at the bottom. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like, see that at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just start selling these things because for some reason people collect them. Yeah, I don't know. Like people I know at work um, collect them. Like they collect enough to like make a badge or something. I don't think you can sell the badges though, and so I'm like, well, you're losing money, like, or you're not getting money that you could be getting out of these things um i don't care give me a dollar exactly like yeah i'll sell (laughs) i'll sell 50 of these and get yeah a dollar and it's like whatever that's like no work i had to put into other than like saying sell for a quarter or sell for 10 cents or whatever so yeah yeah, of course i'm gonna sell all these things it's why would i keep them stupid and they're like but but if you but, don't get all the badges, how can you become Pokemon Master? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there is, like, a experience level or something you have on Steam. Like, you have a Steam account level or something. I assume mine is zero. No, it's, like, because you get points towards your level by just playing and having games in your library. So you've probably got at least, like, five or something oh. just from being... Possibly. If, it, if if having games is the only requirement, then that's possibly true. There's, uh, there's a, a score or something uh, for just being a, like, having a Steam account. So, <laughs> okay. if you have a Steam account, you have a few points towards a level or something. Have Pulse. Right. Now you're level two. Hooray. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I just remember, like, the Xbox Live thing or whatever yeah like gamer points it's yeah i think it's like that i had the lowest score of anyone like on there that i was ever friends with and i think i had about like 1500 points and that was it and it's never gone about that i had i haven't even played i don't think i've really legitimately even played the xbox since i moved here which was like a couple years ago yeah Um, yeah the xbox just doesn't really get used well, what are you going to play on it, right? Well, I, I played Cold Set Saga, which was like a board game, Ugh. a trading card board game thing, ah. and RPG, whatever, and you'd build a deck and walk around on a board and play cards. And uh, and it's all, but it's not a real board or real cards, it's all a video game version well, of yes, board, it's a video cards game. and games. Yes, yes. Boy, that sounds really bad. Um... And I loved it, and I played that. But most of the time that I spent... So most of the time that I spent when I actually used my Xbox and people saw me on it was playing that card game, but mostly, you know, it was just editing the deck. So anybody that, like, saw me online just saw, like, William is editing decks. And that was, like, all they ever saw me doing. It was, like, like the entire, like, 12 hours that I had been, like, using my Xbox was editing decks, and that was all they ever saw. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, shut up, I'm playing my game. Yeah, that sounds super boring. 
That sounds like that sounds like the one of the worst video games you could put in front of me. Is <laughs> here's this collectible card game where you have to build, where you have to like put things into a deck and then use that deck to like play a fake card game on this video game. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds like the worst. Well, clearly you have different opinions. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I don't know. I guess there's some kind of... Uh, like, I guess some people are into um, arbitrary number-getting stuff, like just gaining, I don't know... Some kind of EP score. I guess. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, it's not even something they look at. They just are aware that they have it. And so that's why they, that's why they put... That, that's why they hang on to like these badges and stuff is because and I'm like why do you why do you bother with that and they're like I don't know it's like achievements right like, yeah again super don't care that and and that's the that's the thing about that too is like uh I didn't even realize you could sell that stuff like the first time it's the inventory thing came up you know, I, I open it and it says, you have two items in your inventory. And I opened it up and it was like, I have a beach ball card? What is this bull crap? And I closed it and I didn't <laughs> even care. And, and I was like, nope, I, I came to not know about that at all. And I went back to my game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you earn those cards from playing the game for certain lengths of time. And, there's, and you can actually see um, if you go to one of your different account tabs or something, it'll say, like, you have X number of card drops out of total number of card drops available. So you can, I think you can get up to, like, eight or so cards out of any given game if you play it for the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, if only there was a cult app saga on Steam, I can get all kinds of card drops at eating decks. No? No. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't even play a game with these things. Which, no, I'm saying, I, I, my, I, I don't know. Yes. My cult You're app. saying you'd yeah. put so many hours, like, just editing decks, editing decks that you'd get a lot of cards from this card game. Yes. That you can't play cards with. Yes. Got it. Um, no, like, so, like, before the, uh, I, I, maybe it's still going on, but before the actual sale started happening, they had an event that was um, not really a sale. Oh, yeah, I said something about that, like, you could, you could turn your cards into gems, and then mm-hmm. you could use the gems to buy some other crap. You could use the gems to put that amount of gems as a as a, as an auction bid for a game. So you could possibly get a game for uh for no money if you trashed some of your community items and turned them into gems and then yeah, use those gems as the currency. But it turns out if you do the math, like you're operating at a loss 
for almost, almost certainly. You're better off just selling them for the 20 cents than buying 10% of a game. Yeah. Like or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, uh, yeah, somebody at work ran the numbers and was like, look, if you keep kicking the mic stand. Sorry, I mean, maybe sit it, like, right next to my face. <laughs> uh, so the... Someone did Where was I? Yeah. You got me all lost. Uh, so, like, if, if, like, one card nets you, you know, 20 gems or whatever, but the same card could also get you 15 cents, you know, the, you'd end up having to, to drop, like, you know, 10 times as many cards for the potential for a free game versus... Like just having the money outright and then buying the game with that money. So it's really kind of like a pretty clever scheme on Steam parts. Well, it diluted the. It made people get rid of a bunch of their cards and yeah. kind of made the market, I guess, a little bit more competitive or something. It's like, here, how do we how do we make people get rid of all these cards they've been holding on to? Yeah, I mean, I guess except now like it didn't it doesn't mean it made the cards more valuable. Because people are the market value for pretty much all cards is still like between 5 and 20 cents. So that's just the way that's just the way it is. Like I don't think anybody's who I don't think anybody who buys cards like who actually buys them to have them um Is going to is going to pay more money for any of them now? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just to get people to feel like they could do something with them. Hmm. Maybe outside of selling them. Yeah. So, how much do you know about Smash Brothers? I played the game. Have you played the new Wii one? No, I stopped. I mean, Wii U. It's a different system. It's. I barely Wii. even played the Wii one. Yeah, I played. I for Smash Brothers playing basically stopped for me after GameCube because I never got a Wii. Um, I played the Wii one a little bit, and I liked Meta Knight, but apparently he's the one that everybody hates it when you play him. That is maybe why I liked. But I also like Jigglypuff, and everybody hates it when you play that person too. So. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know why people didn't like Meta Knight. People would just say, oh, Meta Knight's really cheesy or really cheap or something. And then I would play Meta Knight and I'm like, I hate the way this guy plays. And then, like, I wouldn't do well with him. I'd do well with other characters. But they were like, yeah, yeah, he's really cheap. And I'm like, are you saying that because, like, there's some tournament player out there who's really good with Meta Knight? And, like, that's why they think he's cheap? Because I don't know. I don't understand. There was, like, one move he did. And I never, I never figured out what the move actually was. Uh, <clears throat> he would just, like, disappear or something and then come up someplace else. And I'm like, great. I don't know if I can control, like, where he ends up or if this is an attack. <laughs> um, but it's, like, not really a dodge. Uh, I don't know. All, all I remember when I played Mennonite was that he was crazy fast and hit really quick and recovered really fast. And that was why I liked him. 
but he didn't smash for crap, and you had to basically, like, find an object and hurl it at somebody if you really wanted to smash him, because yeah. he didn't actually have a smash. Yeah, that was my big problem with him as well, because I don't, I don't really like having to wear people down. Uh, like, I just kind of want to hit people with something big and get it over with. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's also my problem with playing Smash Brothers, is I kind of just want to get it over with. But... <laughs> Um, the game entirely yeah kind of like there was a period of time where i was really into it and then that time passed and now i'm just kind of like i guess i'll play it because other people are playing it and other like you know in a group setting somebody's bound to get tired and say you want to play and i'll just be like yes because it's kind of like alcohol like if you turn it away people are like why and so (laughs) um end up just having to like do it for the sake of the party, I suppose. And then there's that. But anyway, um, so the new, the new Wii U version of, um, of Smash Brothers has, has these things, um, called amiibos. And you might say, what's an amiibo? That's a really dumb name for something that's not like, like a like a like a single celled organism or something. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you familiar with uh, like Disney Infinity or Skylanders? Basically, yes. So you've got these little, little um, toys with RFIDs in them, and then you can put them on a little platform. Um, and then you play as that character, right? Yeah, there's some kind of data transfer that happens. And I think in those, it also, like, saves information about the character or something. So an amiibo is that. It's Nintendo's version of Skylanders with Nintendo characters. And so you buy these uh, little plastic figures of your favorite Nintendo characters or all of the Nintendo characters, because that's what they want you to do, is buy all of the Nintendo characters. Right. And you, you the gamepad controller has uh, some kind of... Uh, like tag reader or something so you can plop this little dude down on the controller and then that'll read in data and put your guy onto um, into the game and I think you can play with him I don't know if you if you're not exactly sure how it transfers or like what kind of information it saves like I don't know if you select you know to play as that character amiibo and then it learns how you play the game and then that programs kind of like an ai routine or something or what but essentially what that has now spawned is apparently as i was looking on facebook there's there are things called amiibo tournaments which I can only imagine as you play with these little toys and then level them up or something and then take them to tournaments and then you say, Amiibo, go! And it's kind of like like Pokemon. And so you... And I suppose you could just have a Pokemon Amiibo and then it would be exactly Pokemon where you train your thing <laughs> and then throw it into a ring and of Smash Brothers and then it plays against the other Smash Brothers amiibos and then and then one of them wins. 
And I know this concept sounds horrible to you, but what if I offer a spin on it that makes you possibly much more exciting, excited about it? Bad Mebos. Bad Mebos? No. (laughs) What if, what if this is like the first step that leads to legitimate robot battles, robot battle arena where people are like, this somehow becomes like people training AIs for robots that actually fight and not like those crap remote controlled robots where, where not- the one that won was always basically just a dust tray on wheels that flipped <laughs> all the other robots over. Yeah, yeah. Or an upside down bowl, like a serving dish with wheels on it. So it's just basically just a dome that's a ramp for the other robots and it yeah, just yeah. rams into the other robots hard enough that it flips them over and wins by default. Yeah, no, not that. No, I'm talking like robots that run around and shoot like Hadougans at each other and that sort of thing. I do want robots that shoot Hadougans. So there you yeah. go. I guess, but I don't see Nintendo taking it that far. <laughs> it's just putting the idea into people's heads. That's oh yeah, okay. So what you're saying is people will. What we're going to end up with is, like, amiibo hacks. So you train them in this virtual training ground, and then you put the amiibo inside of a robot, and then the robot then fights robots and like, a battleground, some kind of thunderdome. Yes, two robots until one robot leaves. Yeah. Okay. I guess I could be on board with that. (laughs) It's just got to start somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, that sounded like a very bizarre concept. Like, you're nobody's nobody's directly interacting, and yet <laughs> it's and a tournament yet, where you just go watch things happen is the problem. It's this entirely passive event. Yeah, yeah, but there's also like, it's it's just a computer program running. Like when it, when you get down to it, it's just like, it's just math happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then a human is is given a trophy because they're like you did it you had i guess the the best one that <laughs> you, had, you had the best you had, you had the best com, uh, the computer program uh-huh but it could it could have just been calculated almost instantly but we had to like watch it all play out like they could just yeah. Like, it could just be everybody. Everybody just set your your thing on the table. Reads and data winner, and it calculates it in like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. It'd be <laughs> like it would be like you know the uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like if you if you play one of those turn based strategy games and you just like auto calculate uh, you know result like that that could have been it. You know, <laughs> like these <laughs> these amiibo tournaments could be like split-second tournaments. Like, it could run, like, you know, some kind of... some kind of, like, serious, you know, tournament tree in just, like, a matter of seconds, and you just see, like, results populate, and then it's, like, done. <laughs> well, that's what, we're, that's what we're moving towards, right? Like, it's kind of like those collectible <laughs> card game, like, free-to-play <laughs> card games where... Yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't love instant satisfaction, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Everybody just puts plugs their amiibos in, and it's like, who's gonna win? You know, yeah. Link. 
like those those collectible card game free to play card games where it's like basically all you're doing is just collecting enough cards to get a number to a certain size and you check and you check your number against another opponent's number but really all of the all of that those exist in those games is just collecting stuff because they have battles but they're mocked battles and it's really just a number check because you can hit the skip button you can hit the skip battle button which is how exciting those games are but they have a skip battle button what games are these the, like all of those collectible card games like Rage of Bahamut and uh, uh, that kind of stuff and uh, I can't even remember the name of the game you were playing no Cults of Saga is not that you actually have to like make decisions and stuff oh, okay. it's not just it's not just collect a bunch of numbers and then and then evaluate my number versus your number that's totally different oh I thought that's what you were talking about no Oh, I don't know then. What games are you talking about then? Uh, just type in CCG into a into an app store, oh. and you'll see what I'm talking about. No thanks. Yeah, <laughs> they're not good games. They're basically just a money. They're just a slot machine uh, collection mechanic. Mm-hmm. They're really not exciting. Again, skip battle. Like the one thing that you would think. That's usually the interesting part in any game is the part that you skip. Yeah. Ugh. And the battles are terrible anyway. It's mostly like it's like here's a here's a stack of cards on on the top of the screen and here's a stack of cards on the bottom and the and <laughs> the battle is one card like bouncing off of the other cards coming it's like bounce and then you see a hit point bar drain bounce and then that's what happens, and it's really boring. So is it just like you pull a card out, like one card comes out, and then the other card comes out, and it's like, is this card better than that card? When? Kind of. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Like every card has has like a number on it, or, or maybe two numbers, like an attack and a hit points or something. Uh-huh. And so you put your, your cards, like you have a deck of like maybe five cards, and the opponent has a deck of the same number of cards, and, you know... When the opponent, like, your your card, like, moves up to theirs and it does its number of damage to their card. And if their card doesn't have any more hit points, then it's destroyed. And then one of their cards comes down and bounces into yours and does its card number in damage. And they just bounce back and forth until, until the top number on this one subtracts all the bottom number of yours. <laughs> so it's kind of like... A slightly more elaborate version of war, or whatever, where you just, where you just deal out both halves of the deck of playing cards and then flip them over until one side wins. Basically, yeah. But if you pay enough money, then you can just have buy all the aces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah, that sounds awful. Um, but I think the amiibos are a little better than that. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably still a skip battle option that would could be, could be done. Probably some kind of like yeah, determine determine the winner without having to see the whole thing play out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Seems bizarre to me. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like some 
something that's, that's not actually playing the game. It's just like other like extra pointless thing that you're doing. Right. Which, you know, we've obviously established we don't care about because we don't really care about achievements and we don't even, don't care about the, you know, Steam card game things that seem to have no meaning other than to sell them for six cents. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So like the thing I the things I can't get behind are just like hollow meaningless victories. <laughs> but I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hollow and meaningless, have you heard about the interview? <laughs> I thought you could hear about hollow, hollow, hollow meaningless victories. Uh, I think the interview probably still applies. Yeah. The uh, whole North, <laughs> North, North Korea, uh, apparently they're responsible for the hack, which is surprising to me that North Korea was able to hack Sony in the first place, just because I feel like, I mean, I saw something about, you know, a woman who, who taught the elite of North Korea computer science, and they didn't even know what the internet was. So I don't really understand how a country that barely knows what the internet is, is able to take down a major Japanese corporation, which, you know, I mean, granted, given all of the, like, hacks and stuff that has happened to, to Sony, they're probably the corporate equivalent of, like, your aunt that always accidentally types her email login into Facebook. But... Well, and it was it wasn't like Sony proper because Sony's like one of those huge Japanese conglomerate things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not. There's like several different uh, entities that make up Sony. I think what they hacked into was specifically Sony Pictures, mm-hmm. like just the movie branch of the thing, and yeah. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think to be as oppressive as North Korea is, you'd have to have some people who are pretty smart to like hold that many people under control. <laughs> so maybe there, you know, and it's like in in that case where you've got a woman who's teaching people about computer science. Like, is she teaching them wrong on purpose? I don't know. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that I wouldn't put past North Korea, though, is to, like, tell people the wrong things about, like, science and technology. Well, no, this, this, was, this was, like, a woman who infiltrated North Korea and was, like, got a job as a teacher in a private school that was supposed to be teaching people that would end up being, like, government leaders and that kind of stuff. And they didn't even have internet there, like, at that level. Mm. It was, like, pretty high level kind of stuff. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know how at this in this day, like I don't know how a government runs without some kind of network, like some kind of you know. Yeah. But well, they clearly have some internet. Yeah. They they have enough that they are aware aware of the movie, the interview and want to stop it apparently. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in that respect, I was kind of siding with North Korea because I'm like, yeah, let's, you know, if whatever it takes to stop James Franco from making another movie. (laughs) 
Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, I don't know about you, but I did watch Pineapple Express, and it was another one of those things where, like, you, like how you ended up watching uh, New, Year's, New Year's Eve New or whatever. Eve, yeah. Like, I ended up watching Pineapple Express because that's... We were on a trip, and everybody that it was in the group that it was going on a trip was going to watch a movie, and the movie that was picked was Pineapple Express, and everyone regretted that decision. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Well, yeah, and then... So, the whole, like, Sony pulling the movie, I, I kind of felt like, well... I really sort of felt like they just used it as an excuse because they may have... I, I assume they put some amount of money into it to put it to, to get it made. Mm-hmm. And, you know, saying, oh, we have to pull it because of North Korea, whatever. Oh, we're, we're afraid of consequences, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was just really an excuse for them to not release a movie that's probably not very good and wasn't going to make a lot of money anyway. And then they can maybe claim insurance or something because, oh, the whole movie has to be pulled. Or maybe they can try and get some sort of fake, it's like publicity, where people, oh, we, well, we pulled it, but now we're going to release it anyway because of whatever. And <laughs> now people, like, we actually know of the movie now and, and uh-huh. care as opposed to before where it would have been like another one of those, like, what the hell is this crap? And we find out about it later. No, I like I saw a commercial for it before the whole North Korea thing, and was like, "Wow, that looks like it's going to be awful." And and but, then, but and, there's so many people that like when they finally released it and like the, like the limited theater release that they did do on Christmas, yeah. there were so many people that now just absolutely had to go see it because exactly. they had pulled it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. opposed, like before, like. Nobody, I never, I didn't hear of anybody that was even remotely interested in seeing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like I know those people who went out of their way to go watch it at like Alamo Draft House or whatever, because they were like, we're we're gonna show the, we're gonna show this banned movie. Then then it just became a thing. Like, I guess it wasn't banned, but just like we're gonna we're gonna show this movie that. The the North Koreans don't want you to see, and it's like, fine. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like when your mom tells you like not to go eat something, and then you have to go. Do yeah, it. like Basically, I was I was more excited to hear that that they were going to play Team America instead of that movie, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's funny. <laughs> like, do that. Uh-huh. And then people are watching that movie instead of this dad bad movie, like like Team America's no you know prize pig of a movie, but it's it's def- it's got some funny parts at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, exactly. It's like this. There's definitely people who, who are like more on the conspiracy theory side, where they're like, Sony didn't even get like in trouble by North Korea. There, this is all just a marketing ploy to. And it's like I maybe I'd believe that like they're they're just a dumb business. Like I'm sure somebody in there in there was like that's that's a great idea. Like let's make a fake make a fake threat, and then like somehow the president got involved, and he's like, 
you, you done wrong, Sony. You shouldn't have given in to the terrorists. <laughs> that was a good Obama impression. Yeah, that's my Obama. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's all just, like, everything about it's bad now. Like, it was a bad movie, but now it's got way too much, like, way too many eyes on it. Like, way more attention than it deserves. And and now people are watching it, and they're coming out of the movie like, wow, I guess I didn't know what I was expecting, but it was bad. So you, so you know people that have seen it, and there's the reviews are not good? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, middling at best, but they're just kind of like, yeah, it's a James Franco, Seth Rogen movie. They say it's a comedy. <laughs> I'm like, like why? Why did you do it? Like you did it. <laughs> you, you did it because you got you know you got duped. You got pulled in by the by the excitement of it. You know, maybe not getting released and then getting released anyway. So it's like nothing ever happened. Like, you could have just ignored it, and then everyone would have been better off for it. If nobody had watched this movie, the world would have been a better place. And so, for that reason, I agree with North Korea. <laughs> but then that means you let North Korea win. Isn't that what Kim Jong-il wanted this whole time? Was Kim Jong-il's dead. Which one? What's the guy's name I now? think it's Un. Anyway, isn't that what Kim Jong Un wanted? What for this Which movie nobody, to not nobody be released? To see it? Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to give him what he wants. You got to go watch it. I demand that you watch it if you love America. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. If you do watch it, I insist that you pirate it, though. No. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the best part too. Is that like. It's now just, it's like all kinds, there's, there's all kinds of people watching the movie, but most of them aren't actually paying for it. Most people are just downloading it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Because it, it, it is one of those movies that you're like, oh, what's all the hubbub about? Oh, this. Well, good thing I didn't spend any money on it. Uh-huh. Good thing I didn't give Sony any of my money for this dumb stuff. But I'm sure, like, one of those two idiots, like, came up with and... What I what I, I what I want to see out of that Sony leak is the email between James Franco or whoever and like whoever's making decisions over there about like, hey, let's make this movie, you know, <laughs> whoever finds that email, I'll read that. I'll read that before I watch the movie. Yeah, I don't even know if that actually happened in a movie. I feel like it probably just happened in some kind of a room, like some kind of conference room where they presented the idea in person. Maybe there's a slideshow or something, but I assume that they just had some conference room that, you know, the executive producers were getting contact highs off of Franco and Rogan from the marijuana smoke as they presented this concept. And then and then by the end, we're like, hmm, yeah, that's a good idea. We should totally do it. You're right, Jeff. We should totally have tacos. What? <laughs> I meant the movie. What? Yes, we should totally pineapple the... Who? <laughs> I do want cheeseburgers. My hands are like, they're like hands. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And this is the one guy that just can't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So are you going to watch that movie? Nah. Yeah. Only if it have. I, I probably won't watch it on purpose. It'll be one of those ones like we ha- like watch it accidentally, like. And because, because you're so high at the time. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I'm like, like you're like looking at Netflix and you're like the interview. Oh, that sounds like a good documentary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that, or or more more like I'm in a room with a bunch of people and I can't leave for whatever reason because I'm too afraid to be impolite and they're like hey let's watch the interview i'm like and then i'm there and just (sighs) Uh uh-huh fine i think you found exactly what you're going to be doing on new year's eve uh no i I think this i think this illness (laughs) is going to last uh at least another two weeks (laughs) i can't i can't go to any viewings of the interview I'm too. I'm too ill. I am far too sick. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, though, I'm sick. Get out of my house. <laughs> well, before we do that, <laughs> most most video game related things do uh, an uh, an end of the year like game of the year award thing. Do we? Do we? Are we going to do categories? Or are we just doing one thing? We could do categories. Let's make up some categories. Okay. You can give. You could just give game game of the year awards for for whatever. Okay, and they don't have to. Do they have to be things that came out this year? I don't even know if I played any game that came out this year. I think I. I think I played one. I think I played a new game, that came out this year. Okay. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. You go first. Okay. Um, I'll say uh, my my category is best Assassin's Creed game. Okay. And I'm going to give that to Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> uh, How exactly? Uh, because I, I didn't play another Assassin's Creed game, but one of them was basically just, you know, like a, like a hacked up follow-up to 4. That was Assassin's Creed Rogue. And then Assassin's Creed Unity um, had is still having patches, like it's still getting patches to fix it. And Shadows of Mordor was like Assassin's Creed somehow. Yeah, it was kind of like Assassin's Creed and Batman. Like you run around an open world and you go to go climb up towers and then you unlock mini maps and side quests and activities and then you run around and stab people in the neck. I think okay. that's Assassin's Creed. Okay, so best Assassin's Creed game was Shadows of Mordor. Yeah, Assassin's Creed game of 2014, Shadows of Mordor. Okay, uh, I guess mine is going to be best Batman game. I assume we have to do that. Okay. Um, and I guess it's going to go to Lego Batman, which I never actually played, uh, but it seemed like a lot of people liked that more than any of the other Batman games. <laughs> I could also give best Batman to Shadow of Mordor because it plays a lot like Batman. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I don't know which one we're going to end up with on that one. I'm going to go with Shadow of Mordor. All right. Fine. Okay. I'll, I'll second. Yeah. 
Uh, Shadows of Mordor. Shadows of Mordor, Batman. best Batman game. Okay. Um, uh, what's another game I played? Uh, you just have to come up with a category. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what you do. Um, I really can't think of other games. Okay, okay, I got one. Um, best game where you can make your avatar a boy with an extremely deep voice, but you actually look like Wendy from the Wendy's commercial uh, or, or the logo or whatever, and you can name her, and you can name the him her uh, Chaco Frosty. And I'm going to give that to Dragon Dragon Age, or not Dragon Age, it was, uh, the, what was that one? Dragon's Dogma? Dragon's Dogma, yes. That goes to Dragon's Dogma, <laughs> because that's the game where I could do that, and I did that. Yeah, I'll also give that, that award, but I made my guy look like Tobias <laughs> wearing a bob wig <laughs> and, and and wearing cut off and wearing, wearing cut off, wearing cut off shorts yeah okay excellent yeah all right and i made his sidekick uh a very muscular woman with a deep voice named girl michael nice yeah. i made mine a fat old man named uh dave thomas That game's the total package. Uh-huh. I really <laughs> wish they would like make an HD release or some kind of thing, some kind of PC version or something, so I could play that again. Uh huh. Because <laughs> I have, I have to be able to get Dave Thomas as my companion now. <laughs> it's pretty good. I also did. A, I also did one where I made a Brock Sampson uh, as my character, and my sidekick was. Uh, <laughs> was shore leave and he was he was the man he was the like sexy man that was always wearing like the most scantily clad like speedos and and like v-neck shirts and and such so anybody that borrowed him had this like <laughs> scantily clad man with like the, with with like the high pitched lispy voice <laughs> oh perfect um, I, I, I can, I, I'll go with, um, the game I got most disenchanted from the hype by fastest. Um, so most overhyped game basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or okay. the most, the game that was hyped the most. And then when I got to play it, I was like super disappointed with what it ended up being. Um, and I was thinking like maybe that would go to destiny even though I only played the beta, but it was kind of like, oh, this is this is the game. Whenever I get finally ended up playing it, but I think I'm actually going to give that one to Fez, because um, <clears throat> when I finally played that, I was like, holy crap, this is a super boring platformer. There's like nothing to do that's interesting in this game, and like once you get over the like flipping the world around mechanic, and you're like, got it, I get it, then it's just like really boring from there on out. So. I'm going to give my uh, copy of that award to Heavy Rain. Did you play that this year? I think so. It's been kind of a long year. I don't remember when I played that. I don't think you played that this year. Oh, well. I can't give it to anything because I don't think I ever got excited about something. 
<laughs> that, that's I, I wasn't excited to play Fez. It was just something that everybody like everybody was so like they so enamored with and like talked about so you know had so much praise to shower on that game and then you know whenever like Phil Fish or whatever said I'm not making Fez 2 people were like oh no but you're like the independent game developer version of God, like mm-hmm. you have to, why are you doing this? And yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I had, I, I don't recall. Maybe it's just, I never gave into peer pressure. I don't recall anybody telling me there was something that I should totally play. And then I played it. I don't think that event happened for me this year. Oh, well, like, yeah, again, like nobody told me to play that. Uh huh. I don't know. I kind of live in a cave now, so I don't really see advertisements or things, and I don't really read a view, reviews about games before before buying them. I just see ones that you know look like something I should probably play. Oh, I've got one. Um, okay. Game that is most unplayable without having a wiki open that explains how to play it. Okay. Um, and this counts because I did play it a little bit this year just to remember what the hell I was doing and help someone else mod it. It goes to Minecraft. Minecraft? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. Because it's like an inscrutable game that has no instructions, and if you just pick it up and start playing it and walking around, you have no idea how to do or what to do. Okay. So it's kind of like Dark Souls? Well, that one at least has like some like press button to move kind of control stuff in it and a minor like tutorial at the start, right? Yeah, I guess it's true. Like, here's how to parry. Here's how to backstab. Yeah. Yeah. Minecraft, you could play for, like, days and not even bring up the crafting menu. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) You can't even craft in this game that has craft in the name. (laughs) If you don't look up how to do it, yes. Mm. Well, that game was free when it came out, so... I don't know. Uh, okay. What was your what was your actual favorite game you played this year? Um hmm. All the all the games that I actually played this year. Dragon's Dogma might Dogma might be the one that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Dragon Age. Probably some dragon game. Apparently games dragons? with dragon in the title are way better than movies with dragon in the title, which are always just terrible. Yeah. Like Dragon Heart, it's pretty crappy. Yeah. Dra- Dragon. Just Dragon movies in general. Reign of Fire. Ugh, God. Um. Yeah. And How to Train Your Dragon wasn't there. I only saw the second. That one, that one was okay. How to Train Your Dragon was probably one of the better Dragon movies. Then there's like Aragorn, Aragon, or whatever, which is just Dragon if you replace the E with the D. Like all of those Dragon movies, are just not good. You'll figure it out. Ericon. I was just trying to think of how to spell that word. <laughs> um, yeah, one of those dragon games. One of the dragon games? Probably Dragon's Dogma. I played that a lot more. And like I said, you can make a Dave Thomas that other people can use. Yeah. 
I do enjoy games where you can make a Dave Thomas for everyone. <laughs> oh, what's my game of the year? Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Did that come out this year? That, that so. was like early in the year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna pick for you. you yeah, sure. You choose Goat Simulator. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say Goat Simulator. Okay. There we go. Yeah. That was. Uh, I, I will say that's my. Oh man! Didn't Watch Dogs come out this year? Yes. Oh god, that game. <laughs> wait, wait. Nominated for an award. Uh, jeez. I'll nominate it for. Um... Keep in mind, you've already used your most hyped and disappointed. Yeah, I've used my most hyped and disappointed game. Yeah. This one, yeah. Maybe something like Worst PC Port might be one. Yeah, except that that's going to go to Batman uh, Origins. I didn't have a problem on my PC. Shut up, you're lying. Batman, <laughs> Arkham Origins. I think that's a problem with your computer, <laughs> which just earlier today I had to try to fix from crashing. There so... are definitely things that were terrible about the port. Okay, there's a map. That yeah. you can scroll around, uh -huh. but you have to use controls to scroll the map, and you can't click on anything on the map with a mouse. You have to use the controller to move a cursor on the on, on the screen, and then use a button on the controller to activate things. And you can't pan or click with a mouse. No, that yeah. is terrible. Yeah, I mean that's bad. That's that's bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, it's probably worse than any of the stuff that's happened in the... Yeah, and also the menu had tabs, and again, but you had to use the controller to tab through the menu. You couldn't click a tab. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think... I, I played most of Watch Dogs with a controller, except for the shooting parts, which I would use the keyboard and mouse for. But um... So there's a PC version of that now? It released for the PC version. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I played. Because I got it free with a video card. Gotcha. Um, no, I... Okay, so yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's give worst PC port, even though it didn't come out this year, to, to Batman. Um, I got it this year. Yeah. Uh, I'll say... Worst Assassin's Creed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll say. Or, uh, oh, man. There's got to be a name for, like, the style of game that Ubisoft makes where it's, like, an open world game where you climb towers and unlock the map. Because that's, like, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Watch Dogs, apparently the crew... Not the crew. The crew? Yes. That's what it's named. Yeah. Just call it Ubisoft game then. Yeah. Okay. Worst Ubisoft game I'll give to Watch Dogs. Not, not a fun game, huh? No. <clears throat> it's not fun. You're the worst hacker in the game, and the game's about hacking. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I can give my disappointing game to, to Batman Arkham Origins. I think about it. That was like after after enjoying the first two Batman games a lot, and then getting to that one. That one was really 
frustrating and not as good. Yeah, it was a pretty big letdown. So, but yes, that, it also that, wasn't made by Rocksteady. So, they you know, Warner Brothers farmed it out to a different Warner Brothers studio. Yeah. Um, what's my? But what is? I never actually said what my best game was. Did I? No. Uh, no, no, wait. No, wait. Goat no, you said Goat, Goat Simulator. Simulator. Goat Simulator. I said Goat Simulator. Yeah. You yeah, didn't actually yeah. pick something. Yeah. You can feel my voice going now. Yeah. We should probably wrap this up then. <laughs> Before uh, I die. Before I perish from this minor sinus infection. Yeah. That's probably it. I think that'll do it for our awards. Well, there you have it, folks. There's our Game of the Year awards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, like, best video game simulated sex scene. Uh, Goat Simulator. Uh, Goat Simulator. Well, I, I had two possible nominees because I can only think of two video games where I played that had a sex scene in them. Well, I oh. think they're all Bioware games. Yeah, Bioware tends to put those in there. They're like awkward mannequin sex. Yeah, of video games. So the, the best one was definitely the dwarf with the elf sex scene because it was just so awkward and weird looking compared to all of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> What's so weird about their scenes is they like, they like try, they like draw them out like far longer than anybody wants to see them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, a dwarf with any non-dwarf character sex scene is just really awkward looking. <laughs> because I basically had sex with all of the characters in that game to get them to like teach me how to be their class. <laughs> And and it just looked really disturbing. <laughs> oh god. Ugh. <clears throat> That's awful. Mm-hmm. Why does Bioware do that? <laughs> it was I'm sure it was important to the story somehow. <laughs> it's moving the plot forward. Look. <laughs> Look at these. <laughs> Look at these two like <laughs> Poorly, like awkwardly low resolution, this like things gyrating around on top of each other. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if the person that like animated those scenes knows how sex happens, but it's not what those characters were doing. <laughs> well, if they work at Bioware, chances are they don't. Ooh, burn Bioware with that. You don't know how sex happens. Suck it, nerds. <laughs> you make video games. Uh, you make video games? Yeah. Don't ask me how that stuff works. <laughs> All I know is it's got to look different than whatever they're doing. <laughs> no, that doesn't seem right. No. Somehow. Somehow. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> at least it's not like Mass Effect where it's like here's a weird like exoskeleton alien monster and your human character like going at it and I think they even have a line that's like does the phys- physiology even work and they're like I don't know man <laughs> well, I, I told you about the Kirk rule right which is something that I've only recently learned oh yes yes yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. if the Kirk rule applies to an alien race, it means that you can have sex with them. Yeah, yeah. It has to be 
human enough that you could yeah which is why all aliens have boobs right and also some fantasy creatures like lizard people yeah like even if they don't have mouths like i think i saw like a drawing of a female protoss or something and it had boobs right and it's like your species doesn't have mouths I'm more upset at, like, the lizard people, like in Elder Scrolls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, like, why do they have boobs? Like, that's not how... (laughs) You don't even have mammary glands. Yeah. That's... Young... No. Born in eggs, your nagling species, I assume. Yes. Unless you're some kind of... Because they're humoid, they give birth to, like, live young or something. No, they definitely have eggs. Do you think they have like uh like a like a hatchery or something? Yes. Like, you think well, if, like... if you play the if you play the uh if you play the MMO, you actually see like one of they have like a a place one of the you know places you visit is where they hatch the the babies. Do they have a, are they like sea turtles or lizards where they have a bunch of them at once? So they just have like a I, like a brood or something. Kind of. It it's like for each generation, like, everybody who lays eggs, like, they all take them. So it's a whole bunch of different people's eggs, like, all in this one spot. And they all, like, get hatched at the same time. And so uh, your okay. your brothers and sisters aren't necessarily biological. It's the people that you, like, hatched with kind of thing. Mm, I see. It's kind of like gargoyles. You remember that? Yes. Just now that you brought that up, yes. Yeah. They had a thing called a rookery. Right. And that's where they kept their eggs, because I guess gargoyles were lizards. They had, yeah. Wasn't there only, like, one female gargoyle that made it, and she was, like, evil and hated everybody else? Uh-huh. Well, that's not going to work well, well for okay, them. Well, it depends on how far in the series you got. I think further along, they were, uh... They, they made it to, um... Avalon? Avalon, yeah. Yes. And they were, yeah, there was, like, reprodu- reproducing gargoyles and stuff. In Avalon. But you had to, you know, ride the boat through the mist or whatever to get there. Yeah. That was a great show. Gargoyles was a great show. One of those, like, early Disney Saturday morning cartoon things or... Yeah. 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 Before everything turned into, like, collectibles or dumb, retarded (laughs) junk. Before everything was junk. <laughs> everything meaning Saturday morning cartoons? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pokemon was when they kind of ruined it. Mm-hmm. Because then it, every every cartoon was like, I have to find all 557 Kung Fu mm-hmm. powers. Yeah, because they realized, like, even though, <clears throat> even though most, like, cartoons in the 80s that we love were, like... Just commercials. Partnerships with toy companies. Right. Uh... Like I found out, I found out the, just the other day with an inter, like I was listening to an interview with the creator of one of the creators of Ninja Turtles. That uh, so they had the comic book first, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got a uh, like the Playmates toys came to them and was like, "Hey, we want to uh, make action figures out of your things, but we think it'd be cool." There's a TV show. So they made the TV show in conjunction with Playmates so that they had, like, the toys and the TV show concurrently. 
Now, but it's that's not, it's not as bad as like Hasbro made this cartoon kind of stuff. Like right, like it was a property before, you know, it was like a thing before. But yeah, but it was also like they were. It was like a black and white comic book, and like they all looked the same except for their weapons and stuff. It's a really interesting interview if you listen to it. Yeah, I've actually seen uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles based off of the comic book, and they're like these scary black and white looking, like stretch neck monsters. Stretch neck monsters. Yeah, <laughs> that could be its own like toy slash cartoon line. Yeah. <laughs> It's about giraffes. Giraffes mm. <laughs> <laughs> do look kind of like monsters. They look like a horse that somebody just like messed with. Yeah. Somebody put through like a taffy pole. Yeah. <laughs> What's my head doing up here? I don't know, man. Eh. Why aren't you just a horse? <laughs> Seriously, giraffes, what's the matter with you? Don't they have horns? Yeah, they got like two little like nibs. Nibs? Like these little things. They're just like, they look like little, just like little bits. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, what is that for? Well, it's not for fighting, is it? Not anymore. Their head's all the way up there. Could you imagine if they tried to fight each other? Like, how would they do it? If they rammed? If, you if haven't seen it? Well, but I mean, if they would like fight with like ram heads, like, no, that would never work. They're going to both break their necks. Yeah. No, but have you, have, have you seen zebra fights? Zebra fights? Yeah. Do you mean giraffe fights? Oh, right. Giraffe fights. We're talking about giraffes. Yes. Have you seen giraffe fights? No. It's amazing. <laughs> it's They kind of just stand next to each other and flail their necks around and try to like hit each other with them. Wow. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> but, but it's probably pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. But it also highlights just how, just how stupid they are as an animal. Like, look at these things. This is what they think combat is. <laughs> Major those like, necks wow! get, just oh. get twisted around. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So not a fan of the giraffe, then? Uh, I think they're dumb. <laughs> but, well, I think that'll do it. All right. That's This is the last episode of this year, 2014. Ending on fighting giraffes. <laughs> Just Google it. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sure it's on YouTube. In fact, I know it's on YouTube. Because <laughs> that's where you saw it. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs>